1: with the free Business 1440 mobile app.
0: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump heading to Northern California. Well, he'll survey some of the damage done from what's being called the most deadly and dangerous wildfire. This country has seen in more than 100 years. Among those who will be on hand, fire evacuees George and Kathy DeNora. We're happy that he
1: is.
2: We're very excited he's
3: coming. Talk a little bit about that. Well,
2: I respect respect the job that he's been doing, what he's been trying to do. And, um, yeah, I just am happy he's coming, and I think it'll add some brightness to a lot of people. We hope to be in his presence.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, confusion continues about exactly how many people remain unaccounted for after the sheriff now said more than 1,000 people are on the list of those missing. It was a mixed bag to end the week on Wall Street. The Dow up by 124 points. The Nasdaq lost 11. This is SRN News.
4: across america.org pro-life across america is educational non-political and tax deductible
3: a baby's heart is beating 18 days from
5: conception Pro Life across america, the people.
3: welcome back king Banyan show This is 1440. We are, we've been talking about prices and inflation. If I'm right about the inflation forecast, if I'm right about it, that I think the power of the, of the downdraft that will come from the pressure on uh, this owner equivalent rent will offset any increases that come, will more? I think more than offset any of the increases in prices that come from the tariffs, I suspect I could be end up being wrong about there being four moves next year. I certainly believe that there will be two more moves. We'll get to 3%. And my guess is they will at some point in the second half of 2019 actually push it to three and a quarter. But I had... I'd been thinking more about whether or not I want to say we end on three or four rate increases. And uh, there was a piece there was a piece uh, covering Jay Powell now asking some questions about the pace of the increases. And so I think I think my mind is turned from thinking he's pushing on to uh, four rate increases next year to more likely they'll do three. I think they'll I think they'll realize that's, that that. They'll have a reason to pull back a little bit, uh, and I, my guess is they will. Um, they will at some point, but there is this there is this tug of war going on there between between price increases that I think are being passed through. There was a very interesting piece. Here, let me go pull that up a second. Um, there's a there's a there is a uh, survey of business owners that's done by the Atlanta Federal Reserve in which they asked them uh, what their inflation expectations are. That number isn't all that in- interesting to me. It's at 2.2%. It's very between two and two and a half now for over a year. It's just in this range. That's all right. But they asked a special question that I found really interesting. I'm not sure, I'm not sure this got any coverage anywhere. So you will know something in this it and we do a survey like this up here in St. Cloud with uh, our quarterly business report which will be out again next month. We haven't asked this question in the way they've asked this and I I'm going to talk to my co-author to see if I can uh see if I can get some uh, get get some idea of where we might want to change that. Firms provided an estimate of the percentage of their expected unit cost increase over the next 12 months. They anticipate passing on to their consumers their "quote unquote" pass-through percentage. The median pass-through percentage was seventy-five percent. Roughly one quarter of the panel noted that their expected pass-through percentage was higher than normal. So, if you look at if you look at the at at their answers, and so I'm looking at this particular piece. Uh, the special question, okay? What and you and you can see and they they answered. Seventy-five percent sit there. So, so, but what's interesting about it is over half of these businesses believe that one hundred percent of their unit cost increase is going to be able to pass through to consumers. Now, I talk about this because Thursday, and I should tweet to you the story that's in this morning's uh, Saint Cloud Times. At lunchtime Thursday, we'd created a panel. Uh, my 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 president, the president that hired me to be a dean, uh, was President Earl Potter here at Saint Cloud State. President Potter passed away um, suddenly in a in, in a in a car in a car accident uh, two and a half years ago. Uh, in his honor, because international and glo- international uh, education and globalization were causes for him. Um, the university's created a, a a Potter Global Engagement Forum on campus, and this year I was one of its organizers. Um, along with uh, along with uh, some people at uh, the Greater St. Cloud Development Corporation, we created a panel with three people with exposure to international markets who work in this area. One of them is a is an industrial valve manufacturer. Another one creates. Uh, control samples for people that do biological testing and they are a world leader they have markets they have markets all over the world and the third one sells uh computer control panels um and they they and they say well we don't sell in international markets but lots of our parts come from international markets and we thought that would be interesting too so so we brought them in um and this very question got asked of these three panelists: To what extent do you anticipate passing the, these increased costs from tariffs onto? Because they all talked about that. They said, "How much do you think you're going to be able to pass on to your consumers?" None of them answered 100 percent, but over half of the people in this sample said yes: "We're going to pass on 100 percent." My question. What if they're wrong? What if they try to raise the price, raise the price of their product by hundred percent, and they can't because foreign competitors are able to step into their markets and take some share? Or maybe, maybe somebody, maybe maybe one of these businesses that I was talking to, they they says we're not going to pass all of it on. We're going to figure out some ways to get some productivity gains. Some we're going to find some efficiencies that will allow us to absorb some of that some of that cost so that we don't have to pass all of it on to our consumers. And to the extent that others do, they'll be able to gain market share. And that I found tremendously an an interesting idea. The ability of businesses to pass these cost increases they're experiencing is, I believe, a fundamental question to the way you think about 2019. If you can, if you can just turn around and say, "Yeah, we can, we can pass this, we can pass this through," it won't be, it won't be unusual. And we can pass all of it through. Um, they won't. Then business profits will remain high. The stock market should remain robust, and growth in the economy should remain pretty strong. They were asked a second question in this Atlanta survey, which was, how would you compare this expected pass-through percentage to normal? 60% said it's normal. So many of the people who said they're going to pass 100% of this on are saying, yeah, well, we always do. But 20% said it was somewhat greater than normal, and 6% said it was significantly greater than normal, as opposed to 10 and 4 for somewhat and significantly less than normal. So there's a little bias to the side of we're a little more optimistic than usual that we're able to pass these costs on. I am, and I remain, not skeptical, but cautious about whether or not these price increases in intermediate intermediate inputs are going to be able to be passed on to consumers. If they can't be there'll be a hit to profits the amount of investment we'll see in the economy will start to slip. I mean some should probably invest just just so that they can capture some productivity gains but they might not particularly as interest rates rise and that's going to that will limit the ability of businesses to be able to finance their investments in new machinery and new technology. In that that, to me, that is, right now, it's the first time I've called this out, but I'm going to say, in your risk to the 2019 forecast, there's the, there's the first risk. Businesses are little more than average optimistic that they can pass through pretty much all of their price increases. And to the extent that they can pass through all of those price increases, it's a little more than they normally would what if they're wrong 651-289-4477 the, the the number to call with questions and comments 651-289-4477 there's there's uh there's there's where we are right now i think i think there's still people who are are optimistic about where the where the economy goes i i am in general i am in general in agreement that the economy next year will not slide into a recession. There are international risks that are out there. We're going to spend most of the rest of this hour talking about one of them, Brexit. But but there are some domestic risks that I think are now appearing, which isn't unusual for an expansion that that is nine years in the making. Okay, this is not an unusual place to be. I believe that I believe that uh uh when they release w- when they release the next e- edition of the third quarter GDP numbers um I think they'll be there will be better uh, a, a slightly higher GDP number coming in based on some of the most recent information that we've received on inventories on investments purchases of capital goods and so on I think I think that those numbers are beginning are looking a little better. The, where the fourth quarter goes, I don't know, but I see I see some I see some possibility for some changes that might be a drag on the economy in 2019, particularly if the inflation rate tends not to rise as much and businesses are not able to pass along increased unit labor costs, increased unit material cost onto the consumer in the form of higher prices. Those those are the concerns I have uh, going going forward. So when I went off the air on Saturday, we had talked about, I think during the show last week, and I had thought maybe I wasn't going to have to talk too much about Brexit this week, because I had thought that the negotiations would lead to an agreement. I thought the agreement would be fairly easily ratified by the, by May's cabinet and then there would be a 2 to 3 week period of debate i expected there to be euroskeptics within the within the within the cabinet that would say i really hate this deal it's a terrible deal yeah if you were strongly in the leave camp you can't but be disappointed with a, an agreement that basically says we get control of who comes in and out of the country, but basically the EU will still control everything else. That in a nutshell is what the is what the agreement that the u k and the eu came to. We'll unpack in the next segment what it is that they've agreed to. The, no, the, the noise that's happened and where we go forward, because right now we're kind of in a bit of a stalemate in in the U.K. Um, uh, it, it, it's almost as if the Conservative Party has declared a draw, sort of like what's happening with the chess championships. I'm going to take a minute to talk about chess, okay, sometime in the next segment here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
2: Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Each of us have special dreams if money is no issue. What's your dream? Extra income each month
0: will allow you to do what you want, when you want. Freedom of time and money are powerful. Invest in you at Online Trading Academy by calling now for a free investing class. By dialing pound 250 on your cell phone, use the keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA.
6: Want to maintain your mental sharpness as you age? Learn to dance.
4: According to the New England Journal of Medicine, dancing is better for your brain than other recreational activities.
6: Now you can learn to dance as a couple with this exclusive half-price offer from Business 1440 and American Classic Ballroom.
4: Get 20 lessons for just 850. That's half price.
6: American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style.
4: 20 dance lessons for just 850 from Business 1440 and American Classic Ballroom. 651-405-8800
6: dot com
3: King Banyan show business 1440 welcome back okay I've had a great week um, I just tweeted to you the uh, piece uh, that I was talking about from up here in Saint Cloud, where we had three CEOs talk about their businesses, and um, I really encourage you to read it. It's a, a, and I I'm happy to to have uh, helped uh, sponsor this event and get it get it here at Saint Cloud, uh, and my thanks to uh, the Greater Saint Cloud Development Corporation for partnering with us on on the event. That was that was pretty awesome uh 6512894477 the number to call with questions or comments. I've had a great week. Teresa May has had wow. She's had a week. Wow. What a week. So, what is in the draft agreement? The 585 pages which I actually have open on my on my browser here if I need to look something up specifically. I I won't most likely because I don't think we're going to get too deep into the guts of this agreement why? because I just don't think it's gonna pass. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna see this agreement um, at all uh, be be, agree- be uh, taken up but we'll see uh, we know that we okay so what do we know the agreement has the the, the divorce bill okay? In essence, in essence, Britain has to pay a property settlement for everything it's gotten out of the EU, uh, and the and the cost is about fifty billion dollars. Um, there are financial commitments that they that the EU made that when the UK was part of it, and their share of those commitments is fifty billion dollars. It just makes you wonder what did they agree to, and so on. The UK has said that it's going to say anyone who is an EU citizen who's currently in the UK can stay in the country um, and with a an ag- set of legal rights that are provided to. This was agreed years. This was agreed a year and a half ago. In the same way, UK citizens who are living in the EU will get to stay in the EU and they will get all the, they will get uh, a a same set of rights that uh, the EU citizens in the UK will get. All right, that's fine. That everyone agreed to, those don't cause anybody a problem. But that is, that was, you know, at various stages, these were things that were contended, contested, negotiated. That's to say that not, not the entirety of this agreement is a is a is a steaming pile. It's actually of wreckage. It's actually got things in it that they've agreed to that we'd all say, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you you can do that. Here's here's the parts where it gets it gets to be troubling. Okay? If the deal is ratified, this is from the Wall Street Journal's explainer on it. A 21-month standstill period will follow Brexit on March 29th, in which the UK's relationship with the EU will be essentially unchanged, <clears throat> except that there will be no direct British representation in EU institutions. The UK and the EU will be able to extend this period once, beyond the end of 2020, for a mutually agreed period. Okay. There... This begins the sticking point. Unless the two sides can agree by 2020 on a future trade agreement that removes the need for a hard border in Ireland between the Republic and Northern Ireland, which is part of the UK, they can extend that once, but then they have to come to an agreement. If they don't come to an agreement, the UK would then enter into an arrangement with the EU that would eliminate the need for customs checks between the UK and Ireland. In in that case, while the rest of the UK would leave the EU single market, Northern Ireland would in all of in in reality stay in the European Common the European single market. This means that there would be a hard border for goods and services trading between Northern Ireland and Scotland, for example. Both, both countries, and I, I advisedly call them countries. Both countries strongly object to this because the the businesses in those two in those two countries are, in fact, dealing with each other all the time right now. You've got You've got business that goes between Northern Ireland and Scotland Northern Ireland and, and and England Northern Ireland and Wales all the time I mean it's important to think about this this would be effectively saying that that Puerto Rico could no longer would have a hard border between it and Florida this is what I want you to think about, or, or worse, maybe maybe more interestingly, Hawaii, or Alaska. If we devolved, if we devolved things from from NAFTA, then the trend, okay, and Alaska said no, no, we we negotiate renegotiate NAFTA to say, well, there'll be there'll be a soft border between Canada and Alaska, but there's a. But there's a hard border between Alaska and Washington State. Who on earth would want to agree to that? Okay. No, it, so it, no, and and, and Andrew ask uh, uh, by by a text message here. Uh, why is there why is there a border there? Why does it need to be there? Well, here's the here's the thing to remember, right? Now, Andrew, of course, being a younger man, will probably not have much memory of the of the troubles, of the battles between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, when there were there were bombs going off. I've just been watching because it was recommended to me by somebody. I've been watching a series that, on Hulu called uh, Deutschland '83. I don't know, uh, Andrew. Have you seen this at all? Have you? Do you know what this 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 the the music's more my style than your style, but. Because it's set in 1983, the basic premise is uh, is spying uh, of an uh, a young man who spies on behalf of East Germany in West Germany. There's a love triangle. There's all this other stuff, massive misunderstandings, but there's descriptions of the of the of the various activities done to promote the peace movement in West Germany, and. To promote other things, including and in they so there's one segment where they talk about about the uh, about the uh, uh, fasting done by Bobby Sands, who was protesting the uh, the the problems for Catholics living in Northern Ireland. This was a religious war that happened between these two places. The removal of a barrier between Ireland and Northern Ireland was part of the reduction of of violence. Religious sectarian violence going on between the North and the south of the of the Irish island, putting walls back in is not simply a matter of concern about about uh, smuggling of um, of i don 't know beer or 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 various food products between the two countries or even or even illicit drugs it is a It is about the movement of people and of the harmony between the two between the two parts of Ireland, one in the u k one outside. The Republic of Ireland has in fact been one of the most uh, vocal opponents to brexit for this very reason they do not want to have a hard border between Ireland and Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland says. I don't want a hard border either, but that can't mean that I've got a hard border between Northern Ireland and the, and the English island, the, uh, uh, the Scotland, Wales and, and and England. I can't I can't have I can't have that either. We have to have a way to straighten that out. So how is it that you can have a community of nations that all mutually want one specific thing of which they're the people that probably would maintain that border it just doesn't seem to make any sense to me because and that's a great question andrew um the 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 answer to the question is that is that there is fear of the relapse of the of the violence you're you're talking about basically an agreement on the movement think think about this right the relationship between the eu and the uk post-brexit it has to cover the movement of goods. It has to cover the movement of services. It has to cover the movement of capital and, you know, assets. It has to cover the movement of people. And it covers, in some sense, the movement of culture between the UK and the rest of Europe. Um, the, this looks like what we're talking about is trade, but it's not really trade. It's really about people. Mm-hmm. And there's fear that results from the fact that the peace that was negotiated, that was negotiated after Bobby Sands and 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 a lot of the riots that happened in Ireland in the 70s and 80s, and the and the violence of the IRA that extended into London. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, I was I was a uh, I was a man of 25, 30, 35, who watching the evening news would not be surprised to see that another bomb had gone off in London that had been of an attack carried out by the IRA. I mean, this is a major issue. But it's being talked about in this form of this customs. The problem isn't, actually, Andrew, the problem isn't between Ireland and Northern Ireland. The problem is that the rest of the UK, th- that is that the EU is basically telling telling them, if you want to go out the way you want to go out, we intend to put border checks between, between uh, Ireland and Northern Ireland, we intend to separate the the two parts of the uh, of the island, which people in Northern Ireland view as being the possibility that that will break the peace deal that sort of sits in some sort of. I, I would consider it's a it's more of a ceasefire and less of a peace treaty. influence and agency over those borders is there some form of agreement that gives that to them from northern ireland yeah so the the eu could conceivably insist could work through the irish government the republic to the south to put up barriers to put border checks to prevent the movement of people between the two places remember this is so if you think about, uh, as another example, you think, about the Ireland, you think about North and South Korea, same thing, right? Um, there are peop- there's family that is split by, by the, the demilitarized zone between the two halves of the country. What is one of the first things that North and South Korea have worked on is they've started this sort of detente between the, the two halves of the island. It's to allow people to go visit, family members to go visit each other across the border. Now, if you put border checks in place, you could, in fact, be breaking up families, so it's a very emotional issue for them, okay? Because if you're going to talk about it just in terms of customs, that's one thing. But this is much more than customs. So the solution they're coming up with is something that feels to many people like it's not going to create, in fact, the Brexit that many people voted for. And we'll get to that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
5: 807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. And just for being a loyal listener, I'll waive your first initial cleaning fee. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number 4, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned.
2: This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money.
0: What is it people need to keep in mind?
2: Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go at get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments more choices like dental and vision and the freedom to choose your doctors with the enrollment deadline only weeks away it's important to act now our health markets medicare assistance is free
0: thanks mike this is michael medved for health markets for your free medicare assistance call
1: 800-741-5592 that's 800-741-5592 800-741-5592
0: for chips, sticks, for cracks. If you're anything like me, the summer road construction did a number on your windshield this season. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass, here to thank you for a great summer and to remind you that with cooler temperatures, those small cracks are going to turn into big ones, seriously compromising the safety of your windshield. Now's the time to take care of them and get that new windshield you've been needing all summer. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Advantage will come to your home or work anywhere in the metro, we're a local, family-owned company and a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. That means you'll get personalized service, and we do all the billing all backed by a lifetime warranty. All you do is call Advantage, and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com.
3: Welcome back, King Daniel Show Business 1440. I was thinking about I was thinking about this issue with the border just a uh, just a little bit because I remember going in going to the border between uh, Armenia and Georgia. This would have been, gosh, let me think about this about 15 years ago. Um, Armenia and Georgia, of course, were both were both republics in the Soviet Union. There were no border. There were no border crossings at that time. When the Soviet Union collapsed, all of a sudden, you needed to, you wanted and needed to have border controls in place, um, particularly if you wanted to charge a customs duty between, between the two places. But it's not just. It, but it wasn't just goods. So I, I, I I remember going up to this because uh, one of my one of my friends who's actually uh, from the Isle of Man. Um, is a customs specialist uh, used to work, work for the UK customs office. Uh, and he was the advisor that was helping them with the installation of, uh, software and process to, um, charge customs on various goods coming over the border down the M one, the, the major highway that runs between, uh, Tbilisi and, in Georgia and Yerevan and Armenia. Um, and, and, noting how complicated it was and I asked David, you know, the 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 customs guy, the customs cons- consultant, how long have you been on this project? And his answer was, Oh, about eighteen months now. Really? Takes that long? Oh he says, Oh yeah, this is tremendously complicated. We 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 have to train people to do it and and so I remember reading even ten years later of horrors of people who maybe didn't have their passports completely correct in trying to pass through that particular border crossing it is by the way flying into Yerevan or flying into Tbilisi I've done both very easy Um, not a problem at all traveling by vehicle into the country man oh man (laughs) it's it is not something I wish on anyone so that is kind of part of the issue that's being resolved here between between the UK and the EU is how are goods and services and how are people going to move between these places? I was watching on Sky News uh, a couple nights ago, uh, which I turn on the evening to see what the morning news is in London. I, I turn on Sky News before I go to bed, and uh, the news was of uh, the persons who control the port of Dover where right now goods move freely between the continent and and the island, no problem at all. Um, what happens it, because there's no there's no need for a border check. There's no border there. You just go right through. You, you 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 show papers, but no one has to pop your pop the pop your truck open and look at all the goods and figure out whether or not you need to pay pay duties. Um, and they're looking at the, at the possibility that now there'll be days upon days of delay that will happen. Some of the goods that are being purchased for consumption in that are produced in the UK but would be consumed in the EU are being ordered today for delivery in April or May of next year, which is after the Brexit period is to expire. Brexit is to happen on March 29th. So when people say, well, then just have no deal, it's like, well, okay, but if you have no deal, when that truck comes to the border on March 30th or April 1st or or April or May 15th or whenever, the process of going through the port of Dover and over to Calais in France is now going to be a lot longer, and you've got a lot of uncertainty about what, what your customs are, and you've agreed to the price of the product usually before. You may have agreed to the price of the product before before they negotiated this deal. Of course, with that uncertainty, you probably should have been smart enough to realize there's going to be something there. So, so the the Ireland Northern Ireland border is 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 an issue, and the way they wanted to, they basically are trying to solve it is through a process that realistic a realistic possibility let me call it that it is possible with probability of greater than 10 percent in other words if you gave me 10 to 1 odds i would say that in 2022 if we could make this bet i would say give me 10 to 1 odds and i will bet you in 2022 there's a hard border between ireland and the rest of the uk and not between Northern, see between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK, and not from the rest. The northern, the 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 representatives of Northern Ireland. That's the worst possible outcome. They do not want to be separated from the rest, the rest of the rest of the United Kingdom. However, they are a minority. What's what's fascinating is that in the Theresa May government, they are the swing voters. ...that allow Theresa May's government to pass bills. Theresa May has the minority government in the UK... ...that requires the supply of votes from the the Democratic Ulster Party, the DUP... ...which is a Northern Ireland party... ...in order to pass bills. Standing against them is Labour... ...with the amazingly awful Jeremy Corbyn uh, as its leader... The Liberal Democrats, and the Scottish National Party, the SNP, who has also said, "We don't want to leave the EU, and if you leave, if you if if we're we actually do leave in the wrong way, we may vote to become independent, and then see if we can't rejoin the EU without you." This is the tr- they the Scottish National Party is actually. Not in the government; it's part of the opposition. But the DUP, the Democratic Ulster Party, from Northern Ireland, is part is in a sense part of the government. It does not have it does not have seats in the cabinet, but it supplies votes to pass bills, and in return negotiates deals back with um, the negotiates with Theresa May on the terms of. Uh, getting its votes but as a standalone separate party so that is the tricky piece of navigation there were resignations including dominic rob who was the second brexit minister for brexit who's resigned because they don't like the brexit deal i mean he basically signed the deal because theresa may told him sign the deal this is the deal we're making with the backstop that might basically leave the Northern Ireland in the EU forever in terms of trade. Create that, in the, cre- you know, we'll put that there. He says, okay, he signs the deal on the behalf. He flies home, goes to the meeting with Theresa May, says this is an awful deal. She says, yes, but it's the best deal we can get, so we're going to vote for it. And he says he's resigning. A few other ministers left as well. I, I won't I won't bore you with the details on that. However, and here's the interesting part of this. Not all of the people who were in the Leave movement, some of whom Boris Johnson, Brother Joe, uh, Brother Joe's left, Dominic Robb has left, David Davis, um, Jacob Rees-Mogg, who's probably the best known of the U.S., in the United States of any of the backbench Tories uh, who have called for a no-confidence vote against Theresa May to try to bring take her out as the prime minister. About 20 to 25 of these folks have filed their letters to call for the no-confidence vote. They need 48. But what they were waiting for was the rest of them, and particularly one, a fellow named Nicholas Gove, who is the environment minister in the government and campaigned heavily to leave to vote for Brexit. He's decided to stay. And they are trying to figure out how to renegotiate the deal. I don't think they're going to get to renegotiate the deal. I think the deal's the deal. This is the uh, the E, and, and, and maybe we should, let's take a break here when we come back. We can tell you, I can sort of give you, what do I think happens over the next week or two as they negotiate this out. And I'm gonna do this just in terms of probabilities. What do I what what's the chances that Theresa May will still be the Prime Minister in December? What are the chances that they will vote for this bill? What are the chances that they can renegotiate it? What are the chances of a second referendum? We'll do that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on business fourteen forty.
1: business 1440 is kycr golden valley
0: napa know how right now napa has five quart jugs of pens oil or valvoline full synthetic motor oil for 23.99 that's one heck of a deal for all weather engine protection so whether you're driving in phoenix arizona duluth minnesota or down the street to the grocery store the right oil for your ride is just 23.99 quality parts helpful people that's napa know how napa know how general states pricing sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees offer ends twelve thirty one eighteen. 18 would
1: you rather have beer or complete and utter contentment?
0: What kind of beer? What's total contentment or beer when you can have Meatmaster's Radio? Meatmaster's Radio is a covert caper that helps rogue warriors up their barbecue game. Grilling and meat smoking tips, recipes, and talk. Beer is the nectar of the nitwit. No more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Tune in for Meatmaster's Radio Saturdays at 4 p.m. and Sundays at 11
2: a.m. on Business 1440. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise.
4: Pro Life Across America is educational, non political, and tax deductible. Please help support our life saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Pro Across America, the
3: Billboard
4: people. Have you ever applied for a home loan online, but actually ended up getting telemarketed to death by strange lenders from all over the country? Have you ever called the bank and hoped of a good deal, but ended up being treated like a number? That's not how we operate. Hi, my name is Joe Metzler. I'm a senior loan officer with award-winning, locally-based Mortgages Unlimited. Here, I will do a full and proper review of your situation, then provide you with a smooth and stress-free process, and of course, get you an amazing interest rate that you can brag about. And don't worry, we will never sell your personal information to anyone. Reach out to me today to be treated like a person, not a number, at 651-552-3681 or online at imortgagejoe.com, imortgagejoe.com. That's imortgagejoe.com. Apply today. Have an answer tomorrow.
1: Mortgages Unlimited is an equal housing lender, not an offer to enter into an interest rate lock agreement. NMLS number 274132.
3: Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440, home stretch. Um, Thank you for listening and participating. Lots of good comments on Twitter. Use the hashtag poundkbrs there. And if you like the music Andrew's playing today, you can listen to it all on the Spotify later. We'll tweet the link to you. Or go to spotify.com and in the search box type spotify colon user colon k-y-c-r underscore studio. KYCR, of course, the call letters for Business 1440 here. Do listen as well to our friends uh, Mitch Berg today, 1 to 3, and Brad Carlson, 1 to 3 tomorrow, both on AM 1280, The Patriot, our sister station, all of us, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Um, so where do we go from here? Will Theresa May stay in power, first of all, because in the middle of the week I, I heard many, many People, particularly on this side of the Atlantic, saying, um, "Well, she's gone. She's going to be gone. I mean, it's a terrible deal. It's an awful deal. She's going to be gone." Um, here's what I see. I see, first of all, there's a wonder. First of all, there's a wonderful people, that piece that I'll tweet to you after the show uh, from the Financial Times, published overnight uh, in in London, uh, where people went up to. Uh, uh, went up to uh, derbyshire which is in the east Midlands. so it's the middle part of of england it's an area that was slightly in favor of leaving but not entirely it was probably about a 50 so the entire country is 52 48 they were probably closer to like 55 45 um but with a lot of people so there were a lot of people there so a lot of people there who supported leaving um Ian, Smith, Ian Greensmith, 47, returning from his night shift at a local supermarket, said, Teresa May is trying her best, but her backbenchers and ministers are stabbing her in the back. She's between a rock and a hard place. He added that the UK should be able to get a better deal because Europe needs us more than we need them. Well, I think we can safely say that the Europeans have decided they're not going to play with you, play ball with you. So my first prediction... Will they be able to renegotiate a deal? My guess is no. As I've said pretty much since 2016 and since the vote, the EU's interest is in in extracting a pound of flesh from the UK so that nobody else does Brexit. They don't want Frexit or Italaxic or Spexit or any of the other exits. They want every they want things to remain in place and so they have to make this so painful that it won't continue. So renegotiate? I think not. Add to that the complication that, that much of a renegotiation would get the Republic of Ireland up in arms. You need unanimous consent from the from the various countries. Ireland will not agree to Ireland will not agree to something that creates a border control between itself and Northern Ireland. just isn't going to happen. Um, A liberal Democrat uh, named uh, Norma Miller, a retired teacher. I give her a lot of credit for standing up to those wimpy men. She is not going away, and I admire her. I don't see a solution other than this deal. Dave Bottom, 83, voted to remain but backs Mrs. May. Quote, I think she's doing an impressive job. I take my hat off to her. I don't want any of those other idiots. None of them are worth their salt. She's dealing with idiots on both sides. They just want to create mayhem. I love these people, <laughs> I will say. These are fantastic quotes. And so here's the second prediction. Theresa May's not going anywhere. They're going to have a vote on this deal. And okay, she's not going anywhere. So I make the probability that Theresa May will not be the prime minister through the month of December at no more than twenty percent. Renegotiating this deal is an, is probably is probably about a ten to fifteen percent possibility. It would be it would be the EU throwing her a lifeline, and I don't think it's in their interest to throw her a lifeline particularly if they think they could get a second referendum or Jeremy Corbyn as a prime minister in her place. Now, I think neither of those things would happen. The more likely event would be the second referendum. But the reason why she stays in place is nobody wants a snap election. Corbyn now believes that Labour could win an election. I think his own rank and file doesn't necessarily go along with that. And in the meantime, the split of the Leave movement within the Tories indicates that nobody is sure who would replace Theresa May. As I say over and over again, you can't beat something with nothing. You have to have someone else there. You have to have somebody else in place. And Boris Johnson, who was basically offered the, the 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 prime the prime ministership uh after the leave after the leave campaign won and walked away from it, nobody wants him to do this now. Uh and Nick Gove has made it pretty clear by staying within the government, he's made it clear that, that he's gonna back her for now and he's biding his time. So they're not gonna go away. There will be a vote on a deal and it's likely to be this deal that's what you can expect going forward you heard it here first Andrew thank you for, for your work today thank you everybody I wish you a very happy Thanksgiving and we'll see you on Thanksgiving weekend here live on the King Banyan show on Business 1440
0: Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah. I had the card here somewhere.
1: We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card that you can't find. Well, at Business 1440, we've simplified the process. All the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
6: Go to relieffactor.com.
0: AffinityWorldwide.com is a family of companies and 50-plus operating divisions spanning a broad spectrum of industries. We are entrepreneurs, innovators, makers, and investors. From real estate, investing, insurance, publishing, event production, marketing, and digital design and development, Affinity Worldwide brands are united in delivering excellence and endless possibilities. Learn more about our portfolio of brands at affinityworldwide.com. Want to maintain your mental sharpness as you age? Learn
6: to dance.
4: According to the New England Journal of Medicine, dancing is better for your brain than other recreational activities.
6: Now, you can learn to dance as a couple with this exclusive half-price offer from Business 1440 and American Classic Ballroom.
4: Get 20 lessons for just 850. That's half price.
6: American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style.
4: 20 dance lessons for just 850 from Business 1440 and American Classic Ballroom. 651-405-8800. Let's face it, life can get busy.
6: Between work, trips to the cabin on the weekends, keeping your eye on the markets, with everything going on, convenience usually comes at a premium. But Business 1440 is here to make things a bit easier. With the iHeartRadio app, you can stream your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it's free. Download iHeartRadio from the App Store or listen online at iHeartRadio.com and stay connected with your best financial partner wherever you go. Business 1440.
1: Business 1440 KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group, streaming worldwide at Twin Cities.